sort of a few little bulletins here before we begin tonight. Uh, I see they're going to send a cockroach up into space. Mm-hmm. It's going to be another 400 million years to try to get rid of them, but they're going to send a cockroach up in space. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you, uh, if you don't know about cockroaches, friends, uh, you let one in your house, and uh, I don't know what it is about a cockroach. Either they, uh, I mean, they, they, they're, they're, uh, do they divide or multiply? Uh, do you know that, all kidding aside, though, do you know that there was a theory for a long time that cockroaches were created by spontaneous combustion? No, seriously. That, uh, that they could not figure out, uh, the, the uh, you know, the people who often were scratching people at the time, that under any fantastic situation, like in the middle of an iceberg, uh, you melt the ice and you put a piece of cheese out, and 15 minutes later you got 328 cockroaches. And they, they, <laughs> they began to believe that they were created by spontaneous combustion. Well, maggots, too, they think the same thing about maggots. Oh, I shouldn't have said that, huh? By the way, that's a fantastic, that's a fantastic name for a psychedelic rock and roll group. You know? Archie and the maggots. Great, you know, that's a fantastic. Let's uh, salute that. Just bring it over. Aye, 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 aye. Bring me a little salute there. Bring it on there. Bring it on there. Uh, bring it. Come on, come on. No, that's two. One is this one over here. Now, now you hold it there for a minute. You can see we're off to a good running start. <laughs> Don't let the sponge get dry, friends. Don't let the sponge get dry. And while we're uh, attempting to recover from that little boo boo there, that little uh, fox pot, uh, would you hit the money button there? Hit it. That's it. Well, I London Fog main coats are available at Rogers Pete. <laughs> oh, Rog. Rogers Pete, Hahn and Company, and Martin. Or oh, is that pronounced Heen? Heen and Company. Yeah, I believe so. Ah, Swan. Them raincoats. You know, uh, I had an experience at one time with a London Fog coat that I think could only happen in New York. Uh, really, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a kind of a, a statement of the... I suppose you can say the uh, identityless life that one per fourth lives in this vast, swirling megapolis, this gigantic bastion of sun, this uh, Babylon on the Hudson, this, uh, this is the last from the century, I'm afraid, friends. Uh, however, uh, I just want this new London. You know, you know the great feeling you have when you buy something that uh, a new thing the new thing. And it's not a materialistic attitude, really, because even the people who are anti-materialists are very pleased when they get a new thing, whether it's a new uh, uh, Maltese cross for hanging on their chest, whether it's a, a new set of sandals, whether it's a new hair in their beard, uh, you know, a, a new leather-bound copy of, um, I don't know, whatever it might be. It can be almost anything. I know a guy that has a Moroccan-bound copy of candy and it's found in hand-tooled Moroccan leather. And, uh, of course, uh, this is a prized possession. Everybody has his own little things. I'm not, I'm not going to put your possessions down because, I'm, you know, I've got my own little things, which would, I'd be very embarrassed if I told you what they were. And it's, it's, it's mine. It's my little thing. Uh, Papa Nostra. My little thing. And, uh, well, Papa means house. And uh, Nostra means uh, uh, fortune telling. Nostra, no, no, that's not. Kafa Nostra means like a, 
uh, nostalgia for my one little thing. Yes. No. Oh, you don't think so? And he 
screaming through it. It's a long, endless, winding road. And you see the guy's going 150 and he's going up, you know, if he's even going an inch. And sitting next to him is this blonde, and his hair is flying back in the wind there. And you can see the top of the tree. And the announcer says, come on, man, do it, go all the way. Yeah, come on, you've just got one life to live, friend. So why not live it? Why not live it all the way? He's shifting down. And they're not selling, they're not selling sports cars there, friend. They're selling the chicken game. You ever play the chicken game? Well, all of you saw it in that, that, uh, that Jimmy Dean movie, you know, the game. You're in your 56 board. These other guys in Corvette both roar at one another, you know. I ain't gonna move over. And, you know, anybody's gonna move over. That damn, that damn fool in the Corvette's gonna move over. Here we go, you know. I ain't gonna move over. Wow! Well, that's the chicken game. And the first guy that steps out of the other guy's way is chicken. And, uh, the other guy is a bastard. I don't know what he is, but he's, he ain't a chicken. And everyone knows being a chicken is a rotten thing. I know it's chicken. There is so little opportunity for a chicken in our world. I mean, chickens are 27 cents a pound. How would you like to go for 27 cents a pound? They call you a broiler. They don't call chickens anymore. Call them broilers and fries. You know, so no other, nobody wants to be a chicken. And I and, uh, I know this game, so I'm watching this commercial. The guy says, you've just got one life to live. You've got one shot at it. <laughs> Hear that, that transmission scream of the third. Well, what he is selling is that old thing that goes on in your mind. You know that thing that says, well, Well, I'm embarrassed when I'm going to my photo station and I see a nickel in the box. 
Please, you will meet him. Shut up, brother. No, no, what do you mean, other people? You can do what's the matter with you. Well, I went through this whole thing about this London Fog raincoat one time. And finally, I went in and I bought my London Fog raincoat. I don't even remember what I bought, but I do know that I went in and I bought this London Fog. Yeah, London Fog raincoat. You see pictures of them in New York or all these these tall, skinny guys with the orange faces and always standing here, these uh, with log fences. And in the back, you always see this uh, age of disassembly. You see these orange trees. You see that certain kind of woman from Pack and Pack hanging onto their elbow. She was just, you know, every time I see that certain kind of woman, uh, I get uh, somehow, you know, I get kisses. You know, it's just that certain kind of woman for whom Then there's always a big, uh, a kind of a tangled mass 
of unidentifiable thread-like material. It looks like mice that are living in my pocket at the building mess, you know. So I don't know where that comes from. The fishy doesn't come from the coast, I think. It comes there, it's in there, I think. And uh, then there's, uh, among other things, let's see. Uh, oh, by the way, this is W.O.R. in New York. It's a whatever they have here. And uh, uh, a bottle cap. Sometimes I, uh, by habit now, uh, you, may, you may have other things which you keep, but I myself, uh, I will also pick up uh, an exotic-looking cigar band, which will go into my pocket. Now, I don't know why that is. Now, maybe you don't have a cigar band thing, but uh, when I was uh, seven, I got into the cigar band habit of collecting cigar bands. See? And once in a while, when I'm deep in a conversation and I forget myself, I'll start picking up cigar bands along the curbstones and people with some and then I pick my pocket and I put quite a little bit of my pocket. And then uh, there'll be a letter from, uh, it's a letter, you know, it's, 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 uh, some reason a letter we're getting there, but I once was going to mail. And now it's all crumpled up and scrubby and uh, it's stuck down in there. And uh, this is the kind of stuff I have in my pocket. Now, do those guys in those ads have those things in their pocket? Nothing. Have you ever noticed how smooth they all are? It looks like their, their shirts and everything have been sprayed on. Absolutely smooth. I mean, so smooth and uh, it's so beautiful, just like a, like a banana peel. You know, everything is on those guys. But the rest of us, of course, are going to have to go on some stuff hanging all over. Well, all right, now I've got my coat safe. And now, uh, this morning, I bought it. And uh, by the next day, my coat was like all over the rest of my stuff. Full of all kinds of little things from Evan and Jones and stuff like that. And that grub open with a kind of bottle cap, like on a rare bottle cap, and it's got a couple of match covers in there. And once in a while, oh boy, do I hate it once in a while when, uh, for some reason or other, uh, a cigar butt will get in there and it'll bust up. And uh, now, now don't ask me, there are other people put a cigar, I never put a cigar butt in my pocket, so don't look at me like that. It'll just get in there. I don't know what these things happen. An old Brillo pad with a stuck on it, and then, uh, then once in a while, I'll find, I'll find unidentifiable keys down there. Uh, drip down into my coat. Uh, a penny, just uh, green. It's been in there so long, it's been wet and stuff. That's the stuff that is in my coat pocket. Now, uh, it takes about 24 hours for a good midden piece to collect of me. Once in a while, about every oh, about every six months, when I'm going to send something to clean it, I can't see this this mess out. I just, uh, you know, I turn the pockets inside and say, Hey, ooh, shit, ooh, all right. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're on the bottom. And one of the worst things is to go to a restaurant where they've got these mints. Uh, especially when they've got these uh, licorice type mints. Now, those little black ones. One time I had, uh, I stuck a pocket when I'm going out, out of the restaurant. I stuck a handful of these things in my coat pocket. And of course they started to get the crust and they got mixed up with all the uh, crumble down there and all the threads and the peas and the patties and all that stuff. And they started to ferment after a couple of months. And it was terrible. I mean, it was oil and steam would come out of my pocket. But, uh, yeah, and of course the next thing you know, I had maggots with them. And then, oh, I don't want to get into that. It just gets off. You know? After a while, you don't even need your pockets. You know, they're sealed for the public health protection. And so, hey, it was about 24 hours ago. Full of troubles and stuff like that. It's my coat. I love it. You know, it's a great coat. And uh, I go to this restaurant, and it was a very, very official restaurant on the east side. Very official restaurant. Now, the story I'm about to tell you sounds like it is fiction. It sounds like it is science fiction or some weird type of old coat. Uh, 
narrative by some media type. No, no, this is a true story, and I'm going to say, I've never told this story to the other. It's a weird thing that happened. I go into this restaurant, and I'm having, you know, one of these uh, uh, Wednesday afternoon uh, cocktail party types, meaty um, sponsor types, blah, things, oh, they're, 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 there's nothing, there's nothing that, 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 that is worth, really. And to find yourself uh, in one of these things, it's like it's like uh, like buying a ball to with potato mash or something. It's just it's a terrible thing. And I go into all dressed up. I'm wearing my clothes and the whole stuff, you know. I've got I've got a pie on and I've got my hair combed. I'm wearing my blue and the fog and the good red on. And I walk in. I get my fucking fog over to this girl and the behind the counter there and she said, you know, that little patch up thing. Oh, this is cool. And she takes it. And it's crowded and you can hear the music playing. It's just a real religious experience, you know, going out to a businessman's lunch and you can see all the guys sitting around their faces kind of red with five martinis and their credit cards are bulging in their pockets. It's a wonderful, warm, heady atmosphere. So it's a little bit like Rome must have been about 15 minutes before the last truckload of barbarians arrived. And, uh, and, you know, they smell the martinis and the, the talk and the filet of sohan and it's flowing like water and, and the pate de foie gras, they're bringing in the goose liver and all. So I sit down and I, uh, you know, well, after all, I'm, I'm not one for drinking at all, you know. Yeah, maybe one drink a week, maybe. So here it is, the middle of the afternoon, and everybody is having their bloody marys and their martinis or bloody chari. So I knocked out a martini, okay. And sitting there waiting for the, the Yakult liver to arrive, appetizing, making small talk with the sponsor's wife to my left. She's got three martinis, and she's tickling my knee, and oh, we're having a great time. So, and uh, the music is playing there. And, uh, so they insist on another martini. So I have another martini. I knew it was not a good thing to do, but I had one. It will be happy days. Yeah, so they bring the goose liver. Somebody says, oh, and how are you? Bring it out of the house for everybody here. Come on, let's go, Emil. We're on the road, Emil. Oh, Emil, a great way to Emil. And along comes another great big tray so the kind of stuff and all that. And before I know what happened, I got four martinis lined up there. See, and I'm working on my seventh already. <laughs> Boy, have you ever had that feeling when all of a sudden you knew, you just knew, this was it. You better not move too quick to the right or the left. Because you're going to fall over backwards. <laughs> you just can't, and everything is coming from somewhere out the distance, out in the way, way out, and it sounds like it's coming through some giant echo chamber. And people are talking, and you find yourself going, and you're talking, and here's this big plate of food in front of me, and I kept looking at it, and for some reason or other, I thought the filet of soul, I got the idea somewhere in my head, that it was scrambled eggs. And uh, I don't know why. They, uh, you know, now looking back on it, it's cold sobriety. Uh, I, 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 I just know that I, start, I found myself making a scene. Now, if there's anything I hate is people make scenes. I found myself like a classy, classy leg. And somebody kept saying to me, well, it's a filet of soul. I said, we're on the leg. <laughs> I got the idea that it actually was, you know, you see the scene there. So anyway, I set up the scrambled egg thing, which meant that I was eating the filet of soul. So I'm sitting there and the whole thing, finally, it all winds up wrong, so luckily everybody in the entire restaurant was bombed out of their skull by that time. It was like some gigantic, you know, people kept moving back and forth and waved and saw it. 
right there in the back with the overshoes and all that. Now, you're not going to find the same grump in, in, uh, in one man's closet as you will in another because they have different things. They live different lives. And uh, the stuff under your bed, for example, is, is grumpy. You know that stuff that you find under the bed, that little stuff there? And it's also, it's highly individual. And, uh, and for years, you know that the French police recognized this for years, that they made a very intensive study of the content and the, uh, the total dissection. And in fact, they even graphed the content of pockets to, uh, to denote, uh, well, to identify people. For example, I'll give you an example. If you didn't want to know how it works, uh, to give you an example, if, let's say a man turns up missing. He turns up missing. And um, the police want to know where he is. They're trying to find him. Well, they will go to his home, and they will look through his coat and his suit. They'll empty the contents of his coats and his suits on the bottom, you know, that little, little hair and a little busted up matches and all that junk, you know, all those unspeakable things. And they will put him in an envelope. That is his individual grubble collection. And two so help me, two years later, if a guy is found in the sand and he's got this coat and they empty his pocket and it matches exactly that kind of grubble, dead they're on the track. They know that even though this guy may have run away from home, Smith, you know, he ran away with his big fat waitress from the Flock Cigar, and, uh, you know, he bought himself a Jaguar, and they became happy and grew a beard, but, but ultimately, what he does in his own private life, day after day, what he eats, uh, the stuff he saves, the little things that uh, he sticks in his pocket, will remain basically the same, no matter how high he rises in life. Once he's achieved, a certain degree of maturity. But even today, let's take uh, the president, that the grubble in his overcoat is very much the same grubble that was in his overcoat uh, when he was teaching school. Hasn't changed. Not that really in the ultimate sense. The outward sense, yes, the ultimate sense, no. And so, uh, I'm walking down the street and I could crying out loud, what is this stuff? I pull it, I pull out of my pocket, and here is a totally foreign match cover. You know, like TV's Japan Club in uh, Jersey City. You know, fan dances, <laughs> uh, topless waitresses, wow, you know. What the heck? What was I there? Holy smokes, when I thought, Jesus, what a dog put that. And I was pulling stuff out, and sure enough, I'm pulling stuff out of his pocket that was completely unfamiliar. And then I look at the, I, I take the coat and I look back at the label, and there it is, one, one that's lost. My size fits beautifully. In fact, it's sitting better, you know, than it did the day before. I could not figure out what the heck happened. I figured somebody had emptied out my pocket and, and, and stolen my grubble and put his grubble in my pocket. I couldn't believe it. And I put this stuff out. I, first of all, I found out that the guy that the guy that, that had this, that put this rubble in, it was all his cigarette stuff and a cigarette uh, tobacco. Obviously, he always had cigarettes in there. I never had cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes. Obviously, he's got all his cigarette stuff. Then I got a kind of funny green string, you know, like kind of stuff. I'm not a string saver, friend, but other people are. And it was green string from off of a package, and it was some, some yellow string, kind of string saver. 
know that well-known psychological aha moment, that aha, that moment of success. Many things under the lowering sun. Many things. 